Hello and welcome to this new episode of So Tell Me, a podcast where I talk to people about their education experiences, get opinions on higher education and talk to people about what information they think the world should know more about. I'm your host, Kim Wardle. Let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome back. I have a new guest with me this week, uh, someone I've been to university with and we're officially finished with university, so it's a good time to be us right now. So tell me, who are you and how do we know each other? Hey, so I'm Irene and I believe I met Kim in my first week at university, so mm. I met your best friend, Gigi during mm-hmm. freshers week and I remember she introduced me to you I think it was in our first few lectures and I remember we sat with each other during the vitamin d lecture I remember for current topics oh well. yeah <laughs> and um yeah and we've really clicked since then and we also ran into each other at gospel choir as well which was a coincidence so yeah, first year gospel choir. Definitely a weird coincidence that was. Yeah, that was really strange because we met each other in the lecture and we were already going to gospel choir and then <laughs> and then it was gospel choir session later that week and we both just sort of looked at each other like yeah. I know you. Oh yeah, who are you? I know you. I think oh, that's a that's common weird. thing during freshers week and Mm -hmm. the first few weeks of uni it's seeing people who you recognize and getting really excited by it so honestly it was mad too because you meet so many people so the fact that you bump into the same person over and over again just just shows you that you have to be friends with that person literally it was fate we were we were destined to meet (laughs) (laughs) of course of course so you and me had a little bit different experiences in terms of coming to Surrey because you live in Guildford. So I wonder yeah. if you could speak a little bit about what it's like going to uni but still living at home. I think living at home and living away from home, they both have their advantages and disadvantages. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you've had experience with both, right? Because you did your placement yeah. away mm-hmm. from home. Personally, I really benefited from living at home I felt that at the time I wasn't I remember I was very shy and I didn't know whether I wanted to step into that independent living yet okay and also at the time as well I knew I was someone who was going to miss home very much so I sort of took advantage of that I knew there was a really good university close by to where I was living Mm -hmm. literally half an hour walk away and yeah so I didn't feel the need to apply for accommodation plus it also saved me a lot of money as well yeah um so yeah just it I really benefited from that and I mean there are other I know a lot of people have mentioned to me that not living like that living away from home is well what they see is possibly more fun you get more independence and for some people they may see it as having more freedom but I feel like living at home I wasn't deprived of that um Mm. I had no trouble either making friends in the first week 
as you know so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I thought it was a really good experience like for me it was a good experience and mm. living away from home in my placement year again it was a very good experience as well so so to all the people that are like oh you're missing out you say nah I yeah, think I did pretty, all right yeah pretty much I mean I think one thing I did find a little bit difficult but this was pretty much the first couple of days only I mm-hmm. think a lot of people met their friends through flatmates um, right and of course hadn't met absolutely anyone yet <laughs> so mm. um, but once we started having subject talks and we were meeting up during lectures that that wasn't an issue I mean a lot of people made friends with people in their courses and yeah I know people who were living with others during the first year and they were literally just people they were living with their best mates were their course mates it depends what your experience is but to me it really wasn't that much of an issue Mm, because I don't think I lived with anybody that did the same course well obviously my course was very small um (laughs) but like did I don't think did I live with anyone that did uh biosciences I don't think I did I don't think you did no um but I met Chi Chi pre Surrey at an applicant day so we were already well set so (laughs) um and then yeah obviously like you said she introduced us so I think was it that you two kept meeting in the bathroom (laughs) by accident was that a thing yeah so I actually met her freshers week it was a mocktail and pizza night Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I recognised her from a bioscience talk earlier on that week. Um, right. And then I ran into her again during Active Freshers. We both decided to do a, <laughs> right. do a um, I think it was like cheerleading and um, try out hip hop as well. And then mm. I ran into her again, I think it was a couple of times in the toilets after lectures during yeah. the first week. So yeah, and yeah, then she introduced me to you. So I feel like she literally dragged you out of the toilet and introduced us. I feel like that was the situation. Yeah, I remember very well <laughs> that was. Probably <laughs> <laughs> felt okay. I keep seeing this girl everywhere. Like, honestly, honestly, let's just induct her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's not let's not play games here. Let's just bring her in. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, so first year was a very, very busy time. Yes. Talk to me a little bit about your gap year pre-uni, because that's also something different. Mm-hmm. You you took a gap year, didn't you? Yes, so going back to applying to university, I remember something I really dreamed of doing was benefiting people in terms of health and helping them, so... Mm-hmm. Initially, I looked at applying for medical school. So I applied to four medical schools, and my fifth choice was actually doing biochemistry at Surrey because you could only apply for four. And then the fifth option is something related but not medicine. Yeah. So I really didn't, I'm going to be completely honest with you, I really didn't enjoy the medical application process. Mm. <laughs> it I was, don't know anyone that does. <laughs> 
that's a very good point actually but um yeah and at the time I saw that medicine was the only way in which I could achieve my dream Mm -hmm. and as I said I really didn't enjoy the process I found studying for the entry exams and doing interviews as well whilst also doing my A-levels was very difficult right and then I think from doing a few interviews after a while I know they weren't going well but then I sort of reflected on why they weren't going so well Mm -hmm. and I felt like I wasn't being passionate enough and it made me actually question whether this is something I really wanted to do right I mean I always really enjoyed sciences so it it was no-brainer to at least apply for biochemistry as well Mm -hmm. and I took some time to reflect on that and it was then that I realized there are actually other ways in which I can achieve my goal in life that doesn't necessarily involve say being a doctor I can be a research scientist or work as a clinical scientist and help loads thousands of people in that way Mm -hmm. plus I feel like I'll be learning a lot more of the science I really enjoy I mean I absolutely love biochemistry so yeah you're weirdo (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately it's not medical microbiology sorry the only acceptable answer for your favorite subject is medical microbiology (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah I decided that biochemistry was for me and at the time I also felt that going to university straight away I wasn't actually going to perform to the best of my ability mm-hmm. I mean probably discuss it sometime later but at the time I was also still recovering from some from a disability that I had mm. so I felt that taking a gap year at the time would actually help me recover more and when I start university um, I would actually be performing to my the best of my ability plus I felt that doing a gap year was also just really beneficial in terms of me reflecting on what I really wanted to do and also gaining experience in what I dreamed of doing so right right so during my time there time during my gap year I decided I wanted to apply for say work experience places for students who had just finished their A-levels. I think I applied to about 30 different places throughout the year. Alongside that, I was working in a part, I was doing a part-time job at the time, Mm -hmm. so I was earning some money, but applying was a really long process, and it wasn't actually until March the next year where I was actually offered a place somewhere. Right. It was honestly the best place I could ask for as well for my gap year. It was at a clinic in Guildford and they offered opportunities for students like me who at the time didn't hadn't done their undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. But to also give them the opportunity to get involved in some in science and do research and, you know, 
publish papers as well. And I remember when I started that work, I realised that was what I really wanted to do. And I knew I made a good choice in choosing the research path rather than going down the, say, medical right. school path. And I remember, that was, I remember waking up and being really excited to go into work. It was, it felt so rewarding knowing that the work I was doing was helping so many people in terms of their treatment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I absolutely loved it. And by the time the, my three months there was up, of course, I started biochemistry at Surrey, which was, yeah, so gap year was great. I really recommend people take a gap year if they're feeling undecided. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely consider it. Yeah. Because you also developed a lot of, like, other, I don't want to call them soft skills, but, like, can you talk a little bit about, like, the other skills you got, not just from working, but, like, other ones? Yeah, of course. Um, I think something which is really important in science is scientific writing mm-hmm. and when I was doing that work experience that was my first opportunity to actually write scientific reports you know the structure you have which is introduction method discussion yeah so that definitely gave me a bit of a head start when I started at Surrey mm-hmm. and something I'm really thankful for and also looking at sources as well I remember when I first started at this for this work experience they introduced me to online sources as well so like PubMed and Science Direct so I knew from even from beginning of biochemistry I was using sources which were reliable so it was another skill which really helped me Mm. yeah Gained quite a lot of skills during that gap year, which was, which really helped me in terms of doing biochemistry. That's cool. That's really cool. Because, yeah, it always becomes such an important thing to, to recognise where you're getting your information from, you know, mm-hmm. who you're citing, how reliable those citations are. So, yeah, I can definitely see that being a helpful, like, start. And then how did you find it going from gap year to uni like was it do you think it made the transition easier because you'd already had some experience in the lab and things like that yeah I think in some ways it did make the transition easy in terms of writing lab reports Mm -hmm. and doing your own independent research as well but also in some ways I think a lot of the content I learnt in during my A-levels wasn't fresh in my mind right when I was doing my work experience it was only one particular field I wasn't covering everything I was learning back in A-level so Mm -hmm. having to refresh really I mean luckily during first year of biochem they teach you a lot from what you learn in A-levels anyway yeah but yeah I (laughs) I didn't feel like I was as on the ball with a lot of content we were learning mm-hmm. so yeah in some ways it did help in other ways it was more challenging mm. and how did you find 
going from first and second year to uh, final year? Like the jump, the jump in effort. Did, did you think there was a jump in effort? There was definitely a jump in effort. <laughs> I feel like it's. I mean, I, obviously, I don't want to discourage anyone, but I think even though you're told there is a jump, a lot of us underestimated what that jump would be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel it was a jump in different respects. I think mm. the jump from first to second year, I think a lot of content was so new in second year. I think it definitely threw me a bit, but it was also, I think, the standards of how you're writing as well, say, in your essays or in your reports, yeah. changes a lot. And For especially sure. in final year, you have to be so specific with what you're writing, the terminology you're using, and also giving a lot of detail, and not just detail you've learnt during lectures, but also wider reading as well. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a conversation with you about this but I always found that my first semester for each year at university was always worse than my second yeah because that first year is almost sort of adjusting to that change mm -hmm. in what your expectations are and yeah. then in the second year you've kind of got to grips with it and you can really perform to your best so yeah, there was definitely, I, I definitely struggled with those jumps, but I feel like maybe being more aware of what our expectations are at the beginning of each year would really help. Yeah, I, I also wish they made it much clearer how, mm -hmm. to, how to write things, because in first and second year, you could write an essay and get a 70, um, but then you write the same essay for final year and it gets you a 40. So I wish it was a bit more consistent across the years, even if it seems harsh in first and second year to mark so, you know, aggressively. I feel like it gives you false expectations and false hope about how you're writing. But then, like you say, first semester becomes a semester where you completely decline because you have no clue what, you know, what to expect or what's expected from you. So, no, yeah, I definitely agree with you there because... In some ways, I was actually thinking whether it's, I mean, it would probably be a lot more harsh marking in this way, but I wonder whether we could have, say, prepared for that right. really high expectation of writing and doing essays and exams right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But then again, maybe that would have made the jump from A-level first year really, really high. But then I would have preferred that kind of jump than having a jump every single yeah. year where you're constantly having to readjust. And, and because it's not even that you're, you know, you're not being flexible and you're not being, you know, capable of changing. It's the fact that you think you have it down because you've been told that you're doing it correctly. And then mm -hmm. as soon as you replicate that the next year, you're like, no, 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 this is all wrong. And you need to do all this completely differently. It's like. How can you win at something you don't know the rules to? Yeah, definitely. And you, you've just described it really well. I think that was one of the things which often let me down at the beginning mm -hmm. of each year, um, was almost sort of 
writing as I would have the previous year and that still not being enough. Right. I mean, reflecting back on some piece of work I wrote in first year, it's nowhere near what our writing is like in final year. Yet in final year, it's, it's still a lot lower than what I achieved back then. So Yeah, like the, the improvement isn't consistent. Yeah. Which is frustrating, obviously, considering we've just come out of our exams as well. So that's always a fun topic to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, reflecting. Yeah, that. let's reflect on how badly we've done. How did you think exams went? How did you find your final set of exams? Oh. Especially being online. Let's talk a little yeah. bit about that. So we've had our final semester completely online, pretty much. How yeah. did you find the transition? It's very interesting. Um, mm. Because I started the semester thinking I was going to do two written exams. Mm -hmm. But of course, with the current situation, one of my exams had to be removed so that it was all coursework. Mm -hmm. And so I had one exam, but then that was online. And I'm still questioning what's actually better, an online exam or a sitting in the hall exam to be honestly, honest honestly I don't know if you found this but I almost found it just as stressful or yeah. just the same amount of stress because with a 24 hour exam I know the recommended time you're given is two hours but in reality you're constantly going to be thinking about that exam and you're constantly right. going to be adjusting it I mean, this doesn't reflect my marks in any way, but I've always preferred exams to coursework because with exams, you're sat there for an hour to two hours. Mm -hmm. and, and then it's done. And then it's done. Mm -hmm. But with a 24-hour exam, I can almost relate it to more coursework in a way in that mm. you're constantly nitpicking at details that you've written and yeah. wondering whether it's good enough. So, yeah, it was definitely really interesting, but I'm not going to lie one of the modules we had I was actually really happy with how they updated us with what was happening in terms of our exam assessments which module was that it was cancer module oh yeah um, yeah that definitely took a bit of weight off despite these times being really difficult mm -hmm. um, but yeah I still found the exam quite I'm, difficult yeah. I know <laughs> um, what you mean <laughs> yeah I think I think a lot of the time people would assume that online exams would be easier but in reality just the same the yeah. good thing is that you don't have to be able to regurgitate information as long right. as you've got your notes and everything mm -hmm. but yeah in terms of difficulty it's just, just the same <laughs> Yeah, honestly, if anything, it's more difficult because they know that you have the additional notes and the additional time and stuff like that. I felt like I was having to overcompensate because I was like, oh, but I feel like because I have the access to the Internet, I need to make sure that this is fully explained, even if it's, you know, not completely to the depth of knowledge I would have had if I'd sat the exam. Yeah, and in terms of it being at home as well, I think the expectations of that, Things where you would have made, say, silly mistakes in a normal exam, like grammatical errors or mm. spelling errors, 
your expectation now with doing it at home, it really does need to be written very well. Yeah. So you're not given that extra benefit, I don't think. Yeah, like the leniency is different. But you have experience with using a laptop in exams, typically. I do, yeah. I wondered if you wanted to talk a little bit about how you ended up, you know, having special commiserations for your exams and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so um, one thing I really do need to praise Surrey for is actually when I applied there, how much they supported me in terms of my additional learning support. Mm -hmm. So as I said earlier, I did have a disability for a few years. I still live with it now, but it's not as bad. But sorry, nonetheless, they really did help me throughout my four years, including my placement year. So when I first applied, they emailed me straight away when I got my offer. Yeah, it was very quick, a few months before starting university because they knew I deferred a few months before starting university mm-hmm. they contacted me and asked whether I can go and speak with their additional learning support uh, team is it called the neurodiversity and something yeah, department now, now yeah it's now called I believe neurodiversity and honestly disability I'm not quite sure I've yeah. always called it Additional learning support. Yeah, ALS, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was really good. I We had a chat and they discussed what support I had previously at school mm-hmm. and also what extra things that the university could offer me. And honestly, it was, it was incredible compared to my school experience where communication was absolutely awful yeah in some in some cases at sorry it was it was brilliant so they recommended that I applied for a disabled student allowance because mm-hmm. based on my history they said that I would very likely be eligible for one mm-hmm. so that's where I received special equipment for to support me in terms of doing my course and they also discussed what other needs that I would require say during exams Mm -hmm. so for that they allowed me to say use a laptop not my own laptop but a computer with all spell check removed Um, and they also something which I really and thankfully took advantage of was the rest breaks as well. I Mm -hmm. feel like a lot of the time you would think that, um, well, I know many people would think that using a laptop would make things easier, and it definitely does. But when you're sitting for a couple of hours typing constantly, especially for me, it can actually get very uncomfortable. So having those rest breaks as well was really handy mm. so yeah sorry we're absolutely brilliant and even during my placement year they wanted to make sure that say if I was living at away from home or say if I decided to live at halls during university mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure that I was able to live as independently as I could 
So that was all very brilliant. And when I applied for disabled student allowance, they referred me to this company, which provided me with a laptop for that I could use throughout mm-hmm. university. And they also provided me with software, which would allow me to, say, do lecture notes or do my essays at home with ease. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was, and they even... Um, they even allow me to have training with someone who, so that, so they didn't just throw all this software at me. They <laughs> actually got, they actually got someone to visit me every few weeks during my first year, and show me how to use the software, and not just the software as well, just any other apps I could use that would make my life a lot easier. Mm, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was really good, and actually looking back on it, because. As I said earlier, one of the reasons why I deferred my place at Surrey for Mm. a year was because I didn't feel like I would perform the best of my ability. Right. But looking back on it now, the support Surrey gives, I feel like I probably could have, to be honest, Mm. I could have started straight away. But of course, at the time, I didn't know. But yeah, they really helped me a lot. That's really cool because you never see that side of of universities unless you need to use that, you know, those provisions. Like, good that it's good. (laughs) And even during my placement year, I remember they contacted me, you know, to just have a chat. And it was literally just to make sure that all the needs I was getting were up to date Mm. and I wasn't having any issues. And even contacting lecturers, say, before class test so I don't know if you remember the bacteriology exam we had in first year mm-hmm. I contacted our module coordinator and I said you know I usually get extra time in the exams you know I understand this is an in-class test and there's going to be lab work and I may not be able to finish within the time I'm not sure you know mm-hmm. would it be possible for me to stay 25% extra long if I need to Mm. and they were honestly just perfectly happy with it so you know never had an issue with any of that during sorry of course there were hiccups in terms of yeah let's let's talk about the hiccups (laughs) for final year with this bloody laptop (laughs) so (laughs) I was provided with this laptop in my first year and it was great it was all fine working perfectly it was light I could take it into uni all was great and then in second year I remember I I just closed the like the screen of the laptop the like lid of it yeah yeah and um it looked all skewered (laughs) it was just the um I think one of the hinges had broken Mm -hmm. and that didn't just make it difficult in terms of getting my laptop to hibernate when I needed it to, <laughs> but also like getting in my bag, just the practicality. So I contacted the company that supplied me with the laptop and it was great. Within a couple of weeks, they had someone collect it, sent it out for repairs. Uh, they updated me with the progress as well mm-hmm. and then they sent me back my laptop with a new screen perfect 
sorted and that was all great <laughs> um but then <laughs> oh god <laughs> fast forward a year and a half mm. i'd say yeah it was towards it was after i finished my placement mm-hmm. and the exact same thing happened again <laughs> with the screen it's like the hinges just popped out it's it made no sense I think it was just the fault with the laptop in general. Right. Um, that the hinges weren't that great. I mean, don't get me wrong, I was very thankful mm. to have this laptop provided to me. Um, but at the same time, this hinge was really bugging me. Right. So I went through the exact same process again. The people from the company contacted me very quickly to discuss what was wrong with my laptop. I got it sent out. And I thought, okay, within a couple of weeks, it's going to be sorted. Mm-hmm. It got to a couple of weeks. I think <laughs> university had started by then. Mm-hmm. And I was getting a little bit stressed because, of course, the course had started. I already had coursework being set. Right. And I was having to use university computers. And as I said, I live at home, so I don't live close to the library. So I had to organise my time so that I was making the most of being on campus mm-hmm. and using the library computers and I heard that I believe I heard that my laptop was still in the process of being delivered to back to this company for repairs and I was thinking this is taking a bit longer than it did last time but none, I just continued as normal I think because the course had started I was just thinking there's not much you can do about it yeah exactly I was just thinking more about the course in general than my laptop and then I think it got to I think it got to another couple of weeks later maybe Mm. even weeks it was well into first semester oh yeah because I remember my first piece of coursework was going to be due soon and I there was a lot of stress in terms of using other people's computers at home and then transferring it to uni computers. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't running smoothly. And there are times when I wish I used a laptop, say, in lectures. Um, so I thought I'd contact this company to ask what the progress is. Yeah. And when I contacted them, they said to me that The company they use to transport the goods had lost my laptop. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So, thankfully, I saved everything I had on this laptop (laughs) before sending it. I did that in both cases. Mm -hmm. But this was explained why it was taking so long, and I think... They were trying to raise this is- this issue with the people delivering it because, I mean, I'm no, I, I mean, personally, I find it a little bit suspicious that a laptop can suddenly go missing. Right. It's not exactly small. No, <laughs> no, exactly. Also, though, why would someone steal a broken laptop? <laughs> Again, another really good point. <laughs> And yeah, I don't really consider that. But um, so I was in shock, but I was, 
I just expressed my concern to Lowe's. So, look, I understand my laptop's gone missing, and I really appreciate the help you're giving me. But at the same time, I'm well into my course, and I don't have my own device to do my work on. Like, isn't there? Yeah, because they've provided you the device. Yeah, literally. So, um, I just I remember asking him. Is there any way in which you can send a new laptop to me ASAP? You know, I've saved everything from the old laptop. It's not like I'm gonna miss it or anything. Right, right. Um, yeah, they were really good. They sent one out as soon as possible to me, and yeah, and that was fine. So, yes, yeah, it wasn't something I was expecting for the beginning of my final year at university. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got my new laptop within a space of a week, um, and so far I've had no issues with it. It's a different laptop to the previous one I had, so... Thank God, because we don't want any more broken hinges. (laughs) I remember actually sitting in a lecture with you and Chi-Chi, and Mm. I closed my laptop, (laughs) and you guys just looked at it. We were just so confused. Also, the little, what was it, the little logo name on the back had started to, like, peel off. Oh, but yeah. It was, but it was metal, so it just started to, like, curl up. I was like, what is this laptop? I remember that was bugging you guys a lot, and it yeah. was kind of bugging me. <laughs> we were so I confused. I it down, and it kept peeling. Honestly. It was just, and the thing is, the, the question you have to ask is, if they'd known that it was missing or, you know, that you'd sent it and it hadn't arrived for minimum a month, why didn't, if it only takes a week to send you a laptop, why didn't they just send you a laptop as due course, you know? Like, why didn't they just do it anyway? Yeah, like a, just a temporary replacement one or something. Right, yeah. especially uh, because it was so necessary for you in terms of, like, you know, your ability to write and, and attend lectures and stuff. Yeah, and just doing work at home as well I mean mm-hmm. thankfully my family were helping me so much like I was able to say use my mum or my brother's laptop right for the time being but at the same time there's something about having your own one which I know having a laptop's very personal yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm glad it got all, all resolved even if yeah. it did take forever and um, they installed the software and everything on this one, so it's all fine. Nice. And and how long do you get to keep it for, or do you have to give it back? So with disabled student allowance, you get to keep your goods for as long as you want, which is really good. Wow, that's um, pretty good. Yeah, it is really good. Um, of course, I understand that laptops can go out of date after a few years anyway, mm. but it's... I mean, if I go on to say doing either a master's or PhD, at least I know I've got the computer to use for them, mm-hmm. and I've got the other equipment as well. So, yeah, it's really good. I honestly recommend anyone who, because I honestly didn't know about it when I was doing my A levels. I don't know whether it would have been available during my A levels, but I recommend anyone who has any sort of learning disability or any disability who's going into university or who is studying to 
look at disabled student allowance because it it was definitely a game changer for me. Yeah, for sure. Because it's it's not something that's advertised really. No, not really. Um, even talking to I mean I was talking to my doctor before going to university and mm-hmm. they knew that universities are very good in terms of providing support for students with disabilities which was right. really encouraging I think because I was looking back on my experience at school which they did help but it there could have been improvement yeah it's um, never enough in high I school didn't, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I didn't have very high expectations at the time mm. but knowing that there's disabled student allowance and Surrey provides extra support as well that was it was all really good I'm glad it was positive because I worked on the other side of it so I I was taking notes for somebody who couldn't mm. take notes in lectures real time so they, they I think they attended their lectures but they just couldn't keep up with taking notes so I supplemented yeah. their learning with the notes that I made in class um, yeah that's really good because that was actually something that was offered to me mm-hmm. going into first year wow i could have been your note taker you could have kim oh. my notes are extensive <laughs> <laughs> they are beautiful i've seen your notes they are perfect <laughs> um but unfortunately when i was doing my a levels having a scribe wasn't the best for me right um, Especially during exams, I found that having a scribe sometimes a little bit frustrating for me. I think when I've got an idea, I have to get it down straight away. Yeah, it can be difficult to vocalise it in a... Yeah, especially with maths as well, when, say, Mm. you're using what you're stating symbols. It was very difficult, so I chose not to have a scribe in my lectures or in my exams, but... Yeah, but to know that they can get students to provide notes mm. is actually really good because then it's a student that's studying that topic as well and yeah, exactly. their notes are going to be brilliant, so yeah. And they like reviewed my, they, they asked for copies of my notes, they like checked that the student found my notes compatible for them and stuff like that, so they didn't just like accept me because I was the only one that applied, it was... You know, they they reviewed my like how I took notes and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's that's really good. Mm. And they paid me really well too. Like it wasn't. Oh yeah, even, of course. It wasn't even a voluntary experience. <laughs> it was it was a a nice paid experience. So I got basically paid to take notes for my lectures that I was already going to. Which, oh, um, nice. if I'd have known about that in first year, I would have been all over it. Yeah, big thumbs up for ALS at Surrey. I'd say. Big and thumbs up. That's not just speaking from my point of view. I know others as well who really benefited as well. Mm. Yeah, they've definitely they've definitely pulled out all the stops for that. I think. Mm-hmm. And you got to sit in separate rooms and stuff too, so that's even you know even nicer for exams and stuff like that. So you're not disturbed when people are leaving. Yeah, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I remember sitting maths exams during my last year at A levels. I think they changed it slightly so that I was sitting in a hall, but I just stayed behind for mm-hmm. how much extra time I had. Um, but that could be, that was quite disruptive at times, I felt. Mm-hmm. I think because others had sort of finished, they were, as soon as they left the hall, 
you could just hear all this noise. Yeah. <laughs> as much as they tried to contain them. I remember those <laughs> days. <laughs> and then there was just me always knowing there would be five minutes into my extra time. Honestly. Which wasn't really five those five minutes weren't always useful because there was always a lot of noise outside but yeah having it in a separate room is just really helpful and of course I get I can get quite anxious during exams as well so that helps Mm. a lot just knowing that I was on my own so yeah nice so congratulations on on finishing Surrey no doubt you graduated I'm I'm very proud (laughs) And congratulations to you too, Kim. Thank you. I also have likely graduated. (laughs) Um, But I wondered if you wanted to talk a little bit about your future plans and and what you hope to do in the coming year and potentially years beyond. Wow. Future plans. I mean, it's definitely something I've been reflecting a lot more on recently, Mm -hmm. Um, especially now that I've finished. And the situation as well is so difficult because... It is, yeah. I mean, for anything I've been applying for, it's there's always that doubt in my head thinking, how is this going to work? Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to go ahead? Is it going to be online? Are they going to try and make it as similar as it right. would have been? But I've definitely think, been thinking about what I want to do after university. And I think... I've probably discussed this with you throughout university. I was always a little bit in doubt with what fields of science and biochemistry that I was interested in. Mm -hmm. And that made it a bit difficult at the beginning of final year in terms of applying for, say, work or PhDs. Mm -hmm. Because even though I was applying, I was still a bit unsure about whether you know this is what I really want to do right but thankfully after finishing university there is a field of science which I have really enjoyed and it is quite unexpected because when I first started biochemistry it wasn't something I actually considered myself doing Mm. in the future but taking that module in second and final year really it it really did open my eyes quite a bit so yeah I'm hoping to do something in neuroscience um once I graduate and you've graduated it's fine (laughs) here's your cat here's your gown here's your certificate oh thank you thank you (laughs) I'm here to present it to you But I do understand it's very specialised and a lot of the work and the projects I've been browsing are, they require a very particular skill set and for some I do have those skills that I've learnt, but not so much for others and there are some where it's becoming almost like a recurring theme in a way. So it's making me wonder whether I would actually need to do a master's in neuroscience to go further. I understand that maybe my path towards becoming a researcher in neuroscience is going to take a long time. Mm -hmm. 
But then again, I took a gap year before starting university and I really benefited from that gap year, even though it took me longer yeah. to start biochemistry. So I know whatever path I take now to get to that goal, I know it's going to be the best for me. I know we discussed beforehand, especially during final year, how we were saying whether we've always had plan A or plan B. Right. And for me, it's never really gone towards plan A, but plan B's always been, or even plan C has always been a lot better. So even if I don't, say, get PhD or work placement straight away, I know that whatever path it is, even if it takes longer, it's going to lead in the right direction right right Um, so yeah I mean that's really what I'm hopeful I've always loved the research side um throughout university and throughout placement and my gap year research has been something I'm really passionate about so to continue doing that after university I'll be very happy and I'm glad I've found a field of biochemistry which I really enjoy learning about and I'd love to continue learning about as well. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you know what you're doing, unlike me, <laughs> and I have no clue what I'm doing. Well, I have a vague clue, but... <laughs> I mean, I know what I want to do, but I think it's just getting to that point where it's almost like I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it's also finding the right like, path that's specific to the thing you're trying to do because yes you may know which you know which path you need in general but then Mm -hmm. it's finding the very specific route there and and where to study and who to study under and and your specialization has specializations so yeah literally I I feel it (laughs) you become even more (laughs) I've spoken to um PhD students and master's students in the past and they just say it's you get even more and more specialised. Honestly. As you keep going, so, yeah. Fall deeper and deeper in. Yeah, I mean, the path getting there, I'm not sure what it's going to be, but I'm nonetheless really excited about, you know, the journey and, you know, getting to that goal, so. Yeah, totally. I'm sure it's all going to be fine in the end. <laughs> yeah, you have to hope. So, what are your summer plans now that you've got all this available time? Oh, that's very true. The I first mean, time in four years. Oh, that's it's it's scary. Totally. <laughs> Thinking that the last four years, you're on this track, and then finishing university, you've suddenly got all this time to mm. really think about what you're doing. I think it's just. For me, it's looking for opportunities within the research field I want to go into. Mm-hmm. I know I'm discussing at the moment with my wonderful personal tutor. We're going to talk about what I'm going to do next mm-hmm. and how I'm going to get there, whether a master's would help me or whether I will continue applying for workplaces or PhD that offer training Mm -hmm. and the skill sets I need 
so for me it's really looking at opportunities and to be honest the next couple of weeks for me I'm gonna take a break oh yeah you deserve it (laughs) I don't know about you but final year was yep you don't even need to finish that sentence (laughs) it just was (laughs) (laughs) it just happened it did I can't say I was particularly happy with how it happened, but it's done now, so It was definitely a very difficult year mm-hmm. um, in lots of different... Pandemic aspects. and everything else aside, <laughs> it was a very difficult yeah, year. Yeah, and that on top of it, so... Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I think just taking a break, um, a lot of self-care... <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I recommend that to anyone who's just finished. Yeah, please celebrate and look after yourselves and enjoy. Definitely. Yeah. And I hope you will as well, Kim. Oh, you know me, I don't know how to relax. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be doing something. I have to be doing everything. <laughs> You're always busy. <laughs> Honestly. So, I guess we could finish off with a little bit of... Uh, sound advice what's what's your one bit of advice that you would give to someone who's just starting their university degree and like what what would you have to say to that person or even if they're just starting their final year I think really take your time and reflect on whether you're really enjoying this or Mm -hmm. not and also take some time to look after your health as well make sure you're getting the support you need and just really when things don't always work out the way you expect it it's always good to know that there is another path as well that could potentially be even better Mm. and I remember actually when I finished my A-levels, I had a maths teacher and she gave us all a card. It was really sweet and she knew I was struggling with applying to university and what I wanted to do and I was very stressed at the time as well. And she wrote in it that good things come to those who wait. And so what I'm trying to say is don't always necessarily rush into things. Mm-hmm. Really know what it is you enjoy and pursue that, whatever it is, because the main thing is that you enjoy what you're doing. And even if it takes a really long time, you know, as long as you get there in the end, sometimes it's the journey which is great as well. So I didn't start university straight away, but for me, it was one of the best years in shaping who I am and how well I was going to do and I could probably guarantee that it's going to be the same now I may not get into neuroscience straight away but I know that the path is going to be great as well and I'm sure it will be for a lot of other people as well so just really bear that in mind you know just take your time don't rush into things If you can, focus on your degree so that when you come out of it, you can just really reflect on what it is you want to do afterwards. Mm. 
Thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you. It's lovely to talk to you again because... I know. We talk about this stuff a lot. <laughs> we, we talk about the future and our dreams a lot. That's what we do when we yeah. get together. And There's a place at Surrey uh, where they do coffee mm. and... Um, We've always had these chats there. <laughs> Honestly, get that oat milk, hot chocolate, sit down, oh, talk I about our hopes and dreams. miss that oat milk, hot chocolate. Me too. I make my own now. I have no choice. But yeah, it's weird to think that, you know, if you had taken a different route to Surrey or to medicine or whatever, we wouldn't have met. So clearly you picked the best route. <laughs> I know. And it's what's really shaped my experiences so many people who I've met and they've all shaped me in one way or another and I'm just so thankful for all of that and if I didn't take this route then none of, I wouldn't have met any well possibly wouldn't have met any one who I have so yeah yeah really thankful for that well you're succeeding so we thank you <laughs> and you're going to be saving people's lives so we double thank you <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, that's it for today. Thank you so much, Irene. Thank you to Irene, who is lovely as always. It was a real pleasure having her talk to me. Make sure you check out the social media page, Please Hold for Insta, where you can ask questions about the current episode and any previous episodes. You can also visit my website, pleasefoldfold.squarespace.com, and ask questions there too, and read supplementary articles about the topics that we covered in this discussion. Irene has also given access to all the software and apps that she was suggested in a nice handy dandy format which can also be found on my website so feel free to check that out at your leisure and with that I'll speak to you next time.